2: By the way, who didn't see the firing of Cliff Kingsbury coming. That's all that I'll say. Uh, They've made Kyler Murray top five highest-paid quarterbacks in the league. He didn't do spit this year. They didn't have their top guns. DeAndre Hopkins for the first six games of the year. J.J. Watt for a lot of it. Uh, The general manager, Steve Kine took a leave of absence. But two have fallen now. Lovey Smith and Cliff Kingsbury since the NFL season ended.
0: This is the Rod Peterson Show.
2: All right, here we go, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. It is hour two, coming at you live on Game Plus TV, live streaming on YouTube, and on the radio in Metro Atlanta, WQEE, where I'm sure they're still celebrating the big Georgia Bulldogs win in the Natty last night. 65-7, to the biggest blowout in CFP championship game history. We're having fun. I told you, let's bring in the moose from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle what I tell you man the disclaimer it was going to be an amazing show and it has been today um the commissioner of the Canadian Football League was with us hour one if you're just tuning in you're going to want to go back and watch that maybe you're just listening to hour two of the podcast I'm telling you Randy Ambrosi had some interesting things to say and uh, Darren let me ask you this because this is a 50-50 proposition here between you and I, maybe even those that fly in the ship in the Sweatpants Capital. Where do we go from here? Do we stay on the Nathan Rourke topic? Because that is the thing. The B.C. Lions quarterback, the Canadian kid, that Victoria and Oakville both claim is theirs, is now working out with the New York Giants today. That, I believe, is his 11th NFL team. And our poll question is, if he signs in the NFL, Nathan Rourke, is that a good thing or a bad thing for the CFL? The poll question for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. I'm sorry to go on a monologue here, Darren, off the start. I I am sorry to do that. Uh, It's slightly more saying it's good for the CFL. Bill Johnson has written in. He says, I don't get how the CFL losing one of the best players is a good thing. That's just stupid to me. Not going to help anything. Can we at least step outside, take the blinders off where we live? And just say, hey, this is a good thing. For instance, the other day they had a trivia question. I can't really remember. You know on ESPN in the mornings, Darren, they had the trivia question from Sneaky Hembo. And it was, name one quarterback drafted 200th or later that would lead the NFL in passing. Besides Tom Brady. It was Warren Moon. That was the answer. And Rex Ryan goes, I know my CFL history. It's the CFL's Warren Moon. Could be the CFL's Nathan Rourke. It was the CFL's Doug Flutie. It's from a marketing perspective. And for all these reasons, I'm talking myself more and more and more into why it's great for the CFL, for Nathan Rourke to go to the NFL. Have you gone more that way? Or have the negative Nancys pushed you the other, Darren? I'd love to know. No, I, again, you know I don't let that
3: stuff influence me in, in what I think, and, and I'm pretty, for lack of a better word, stubborn in, in my thinking and, and the way I operate, but um, it's a long-term gain for the CFL, sure, you know, for the people that are, that are thinking it's bad, they only see six inches in front of their face. So in the yes. immediate short-term, yes, I get it, it's not great because you're losing a star, BC was on the rise, you have more parity in the league, that's good, right? And without Nathan Work, there's a good chance BC's gonna fall off next year, but that doesn't matter. Vernon Adams can save them, I, th- I like Vernon Adams, but they may drop off, that would be bad for the league. But long-term, it's great because more players, more high-end players, are going to come to Canada thinking it's a path to the NFL. More Canadians are going to come and potentially come and play in the Canadian Football League, the good ones. So long term, yeah, it's a great thing for the league. So we should root for him to have success because that's going to tell the next guy, you can come to Canada, have success, go to the NFL and have more success.
2: I'm not interested in a, in a back and forth with the people that don't agree with us because they're going nuts on that i want to talk about other things from uh, common courtesy writing from the audience i like this common courtesy person says as per Sakaris and price it's a show like ours but out of vancouver says nathan Rourke should have a decision thursday or friday thank heavens thank he- i think everybody will be ready to have an answer and then move on And yes. our director of scouting craig smith who's won two great cups As a personnel guy writes in, he says, it's tough on the front office when you lose a player like Rourke for the NFL. Great for the player to get an opportunity in the NFL, and it can entice players to come up to our league. He's pointing out both sides of the coin, but as I say, if you have confidence in yourselves as a personnel department, you'll find the next one. And from a CFL perspective, they'll market the next stars. We just haven't had one burn this bright for quite some time. And one more from Kevin, the medium, he says, if Nathan Work goes to the NFL, the CFL gets more eyes on it. More eyes mean more viewers. More viewers mean more money. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Tell them what he's won, Bob. How many times have we been watching Eagles games over the years and now Denver Broncos games where they bring up Alex Singleton was the most outstanding Canadian, most outstanding defensive player in the CFL. I think people don't understand any time that you are mentioned on a national television broadcast, it's a big deal. Hiroshi? Oh, yeah. But these guys, they don't get it. From Jeff, the STAMS fan, he says if you don't want to hear from those who disagree, then it's not much of a debate. We've heard your point. We're not going to sit here and feed a fed horse. I like Bingo. it. Well done. Yeah. For the PETA people, the animal rights people, we're not going to sit here and feed a fed horse. I'm not going to sit here and argue about it. You have your stance, I have mine. We've heard yours. We're never going to agree. It's one more from Smitty. He says, exactly, time for personnel guys to work their ass off to get more quality players. And if I can do the addendum on that and for the marketing people to market the next stars. Nathan Rourke, like single-handedly, Brought back BC Lions football in the lower mainland. You saw the crowds opening the upper deck for the playoff game. He's kinda of done his thing, man. If he wants to go to the NFL, let's let him go. We'll find the next one. Uh thank you. Stopping for a second and telling you the text lines open. 902-518-3033. Had a squirrel moment for a second, but I pulled it back on track. For a second, I thought that it was tonight. I'm trying to open up my email here from the ageless Brian Munns, the radio voice of the Winnipeg Ice. I thought it was tonight that the Seattle Thunderbirds were at the Kootenay Ice. And, uh, oh, man, can you imagine this? But it's not. It's, it's Wednesday. Six members of Team Canada will be playing in the game Do you ever have that issue, Darren? Where you go to click on an email, the title comes up, but not the body. Is it just a me thing, or do you have that?
3: No. Once in a while, that'll happen, and I don't know if it's just a glitch, and you got to close the app and reopen it, or close the email and reopen it. But that will happen. Or sometimes there's three dots you got to press
2: at the bottom. Clark actually forwarded to me too. This from the Winnipeg Ice in red. You see the red? This is an emergency message. Can you please give our game Wednesday a few extra mentions? It's the most anticipated game of the season. This Wednesday, the CHL's number one ranked team, the Seattle Thunderbirds, come to the Ice Cave inside Wayne Fleming Arena to take on the number two ranked Winnipeg Heist. And somebody wrote in earlier and I believe said that Winnipeg's now uh, number one. Either way, the top two teams and all of junior hockey will meet in Winnipeg in the ice cave on Wednesday night. Here it is. Newly acquired ice forward Zach Ostapchuk along with Seattle's Colton Dock, Thomas Millich, Kevin Korczynski, Reed Schaefer, and Nolan Allen all will be on the ice at one time. Don't miss your opportunity to add an additional ticket complimentary with the purchase of an adult ticket. Winnipeg Ice, you're welcome. This would have been the game of the night tonight in hockey, but it's not. It's Wednesday. So there you go, Munzee. Now do your part and go win. Yeah. Now with Shane Wright being traded on uh, Monday night from Kingston to Windsor, could you imagine the member? If we had a Stapchuk and Zellweger and Shane Wright and God knows who, all these guys in the Memorial Cup in Kamloops? I don't think you we could handle it.
3: It's just Oof. a shame that... Kamloops Seattle Winnipeg can all be in it you know we're looking at maybe two of them right maybe two of those three might get in there and and again Saskatoon would have something to say about that they're having a pretty good year themselves Red Deer's good a lot of good teams yeah but man it's going to be a lot of fun and and when we're familiar with all these names when they can get to Memorial Cup that's that's something
2: so it'll be fun you, hockey aficionados, helped me out with this. Moose might be able to help too. Uh, 2013 or 14 Memorial Cup was in Saskatoon. Yeah, 13. It was at 13. And who was on, who was on the Nathan McKinnon, Seth Jones, Max Domi, Bo Horvat. It was like this. It was like this. This. Yeah. might be even better, though. Was Braden Shen I on that the Saskatoon team? Yes, yes, Braden Shen. Yeah. Um, That's the one problem that I have with the member. And I, I don't know whether we're going to be there or not. I want to be there, broadcasting this show every day. I think it would be great. But I hate the fact there's only one game a day at the Memorial Cup. And at least Ron Robinson, the commissioner of the league came on and said that at least they've talked about it. But those are really long days when there's only one game. You know, we saw at the Centennial Cup three a day, and it's just perfect. Um, to the comments, Jason and Red Deer. It's one eleven Eastern, by the way. Visualize a positive outcome.
0: Beautiful.
2: Jason and Red Deer says Rod. Since we're talking a lot of football today. What are your thoughts on the Steelers CPR sack celebration given the situation with DeMar Hamlin just happening? With all due respect to the players, players are dumb. You saw the Packers game where the Packers player laid his hands on the official or whatever he did. They're dumb. They weren't thinking. It was not, in my opinion, and I don't know if the players have explained themselves why they did that CPR sack celebration. They're just dumb, they don't think. They're young men. Trust me, I was one. We don't we didn't think.
3: No. I agree. What did you think about? I agree. It? It's you know, it's it's somewhat of a common sack celebration. So instinct takes over. And no, they weren't thinking about it. And you gotta think about this too. When you're playing in the National Football League this weekend, you can't they're not forgetting about DeMar Hamlin. But you can't be out there thinking about it every play and all the time because if you're thinking about that, then you're going to be playing tentative, and that's when injuries happen. So coaches and stuff will probably tell their teams, look, at, let's have our respect, let's do this, but we got to forget about all the external stuff and just go play the game. Go play the game, and you know we'll remember all this stuff. We'll do our prayers before, we'll do our prayers after. We're going to make sure we're thinking about them, but not during the game. So in that moment, that was just instinct. That was a celebration. They weren't thinking about it because in, in the game, when the, when the whistle went, it was football time.
2: Uh, yeah, very well said. And I wrote about this in my column on the weekend. I'm sure I said it on the air. When you are part of or witness to a traumatic event or you have a traumatic situation in your life, the sooner you can get back to your normal routine, the better. That's not ignoring the problem, as Darren has said, it's getting your mind off the problem. You would hope that by then you've dealt with it somewhat, got your mind around it, and then get back about your business. And that's coming from a guy who's got certification here in grief, stress, and trauma management. Um, There's one more on the Junior Aki from Common Courtesy says, I wish there was an easy way to watch the CHL in Canada. Is there a streaming service? Indeed, there is. The CHL app has the games, and the Western Hockey League has its own app. And the CHL has one free game a week, by the way. So, yeah. To the uh, Nathan Rourke thing. And, by the way, we'll probably do all viewer takeover the rest of the way. Why not? Jason Ma's coming up. Coach of the Montreal Alouettes live from the CFL Winter Meetings. Which, incidentally, I didn't even tell you the stories I was going to tell you. I will tell you those stories coming back at the start of the second segment here, okay? From when I covered this thing in Banff a couple years ago. Well, you've heard them off the air, but I'm going to tell them on the air to the people that have never heard them. It's nothing salacious, by the way. Wilf Gerhardt is watching in... Stein back Manitoba on Game Plus TV and he says Nathan Rourke is better off in the CFL. He will most likely not be a starter in the NFL. Any publicity for the CFL is good. Only Nathan can make that decision up. Guys like Damon Allen and Matt Dunnigan and Bo Levi. Even Mike Raleigh, I think, Michael Riley, of all, they had their shot at some point, I believe, and they've reconciled that the CFL was better for them. You may be right, Wilf. It might be better off for Nathan. The point is, you got to shoot your shot. And Nathan's going to do that. And I hope he stays and is successful. I want what's best for the kid. I'm sitting here all day going, I want what's best for the kid, and people are (laughs) acting like I'm the loser. Figure that one out. Um, Kirk in Saskatoon. Nathan Rourke is going to the NFL is a great thing. Gets everyone excited on who is the next one. At the same time, how can you not love Mason Nias and what could possibly happen with the Riders? That's the hometown University of Saskatchewan quarterback who is on the neg list of the Riders. But last I heard, he has not signed a contract with them. And from Alan Lee, our former intern, the Asian sensation. He's written in and says, Yeah, there's a reference for Skinner to The Simpsons. It comes from Superintendent Chalmers, who always screamed at Skinner when he made a mistake. Uh, missed me. That's like me doing Seinfeld references that Darren doesn't get. It's just the I way know. that it is. Uh, we'll be back. Hang on. And Jason Ma's coming up two segments from now. We're live on Game Plus TV live streaming on YouTube, of course, and on the radio, 99.1 WQEE.
0: Head to youtube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod.
2: What a show. Holy smokes. Fire coming out of the screen and the radio. Uh, Jason Ma's coming up, the head coach of the Montreal Alouettes. An Oregon lad, I believe. Originally, not by way of school, but by state. I'm going to have to go to the big board and look that up. Let's bring in the Moose, Darren Moose Dupont. Great work, by the way, Moose, on uh, the meme that you created with Randy Ambrosi's quote on Nathan Rourke. And I'll—oh my God! Here's me probably going to get in trouble again and not meaning to. I simply said to the commissioner, "Is it good or bad for uh, Rourke if he signs in the NFL?" And if you wrote the quote down, you—do uh, you remember what he said?
3: Yeah, he said. Do I wish? And this is going to paraphrase. Do I wish Nathan Rourke would be in a BC Lions uniform next year? You bet I do. But am I going to be? But I'm going to be rooting for him and his family and that young kid, and that's to be sure. So uh, I think yeah. he understands that. Yeah, we want stars in the Canadian Football League, but we want success for our people, and I think that's a good
2: thing. Point. Uh, me saying here, me getting in trouble, is some guy just wrote in to our Instagram. It's already a lightning rod quote from Ambrose. And the guy, Carter is his name. And he said, how dare he? He's the commissioner of the CFL and he wants work in the NFL. What's wrong with this guy? Hot and <laughs> My point is, this is where I am too old school in a way. Darren is from the CEO school and new school, I guess, where the leagues now are like, ah, ah, it's too controversial. Let's not talk about it. And I'm sitting there going, let's talk about it. Let's get it all out in the open. Let's hear everybody's opinion. Let's talk about it. I don't know who's right. And by the way, on Jason Maz, I had it backwards. He played at Oregon, but he's from Wisconsin. Okay, so I knew there was an Oregon in there somewhere. I had about. Back- I said he's from Oregon, but he didn't play at Oregon. There you go. Oh, by the way, I was watch Squirrel. I was watching uh, Twenty Twenty last night. You wouldn't remember, but a lot of our ardent, longtime CFL fans that are watching would remember a guy by the name of Antonio Armstrong. You might remember that he played for the Miami Dolphins and one other NFL team, but we're sitting there watching Twenty Twenty, and it was a story about a teen in Houston who was accused of killing his parents. And I'm sitting there, I'm watching the show, and they're like, Antonio Armstrong, Antonio Armstrong, Antonio Armstrong. I'm like, that's ringing a bell. That rings a bell. Antonio. Can't be the same guy. Keep watching. How many guys could have been named Antonio Armstrong that played pro football? Wikipedia? Yep. Former Winnipeg Blue Bomber and BC Lion. And his son was accused of his murder. And I can't remember at the end how it turned out. That's why I say the son was accused of it. I can't remember if he was convicted of it or not. Antonio Armstrong. He was the player of the year on defense for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in 2001. Wow. 2020, there's Friday that. night. Go look it up. Yeah, go look it up. Uh, they're enraged in the comments section. I have done my job. I, so I just want to say <laughs> this, Moose yeah to cfl winter meetings canadian football league winter meetings are ongoing in canaanaskis alberta right now and to be honest a very big part of me wishes i was there a bigger part of me is really happy that i'm in south florida where this morning i was on a call with my business manager joe and he heard this guy that i passed on the street go good morning and joe's like oh that was nice of that guy i said yeah he's out walking his dog we're in shorts and sandals here right now. Everybody's in a good mood in South Florida. I'm telling you. And yeah. it's a race between you and Joe as to who's going to come here first and visit. But we got room for you. So anyways, 2018, bam. CFL had their winter meetings. And I begged. I was down on my knees begging the CFL governors and Randy Ambrose. I was still working in the league at the time. Maybe it was 2017. And I'm like, can you please invite the media? Please invite the media. Please. And it's they had before it was in regina a couple years before that and the media was there but that was a cfl market Banff is not so anyways they said yeah let's do it so they opened the doors and naylor was there and mark stephen came out and i want to say danny austin my funny story about this is for anybody that's been in the Banff springs hotel and you and i walked by it together did we go in it i don't think we went
3: in it but I've, i've been in the Banff springs hotel too
2: okay so i was somewhat trepidatious whether or not they were even going to let me in to broadcast my show given past transgressions but they did so i'm got the table set up i'm doing my radio show and the cfl was great enough to just line up coach after coach after coach gm after gm after gm and it was great but i had a plane to catch So my radio show wrapped up around 6 p.m. mountain. I had a plane to catch at 10 o'clock that night. So I'm winding up my gear, as we've done a million times. And Randy Ambrosi walked by, and he goes, "So what are you doing now? And I said, I got to go. I got a plane to catch. He goes, you got to come down to the lounge, man. And I said, "Ah, I'd like to, but I'm not really a lounge guy anymore, and I got this plane to catch. He's like, it was your idea to come? You got to come down here. So I said, okay, so I did. And it was was beautiful, man. There's a little chalet-looking bar that's not attached to the hotel, just down a hill. It looked like a Christmas card, snowflakes, snow globe. This was, again, like January, just like now. Ended up sitting beside Ambrose. He's a big man. You been around him, by the way? Oh, yeah. He is huge. Yeah. Yeah. He might be a little taller than me and shoot. You got about 70 pounds more and not bad 70 pounds. He's just big. Yeah, Yeah. and we had just a great time talking ball and I met Mark Stevens, lovely wife, the voice of the stampede. didn't want to leave. It got to a point where I was like, I got to jump in my car and get to the airport because God knows they wouldn't want to spring for another hotel night for Rod. How about that? So anyways, jumped in the car and drove that Highway number one, Banff to Calgary, in white knuckle conditions in our rental car, two wheel drive, and almost killed myself.
3: <laughs> oh, no. Should have stayed. Glad you, survived. Glad you survived.
2: <laughs> 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 Me, too. Um, two things from Kevin the Medium. He says, Moose, we can get in my motorhome and do a road trip to Florida. LOL.
0: Uh, if that's a real a offer, drive. I'm,
2: I'm I'm down. I love a good road trip. Okay. Secondly, Kevin the Medium. I told you today's show would be amazing and a heck of a lot of fun. Kevin says, every time Rod says squirrel, I think of the time zooming with him and a raccoon tried killing him. That's a true story now. And that was only like a month ago. <laughs> I was set up just like this. front Front step. And this is Kevin the Medium. We're having a Zoom call, and he's like, is that a cat over your shoulder? I'm like, oh, probably. There's cat's... Whoa! It was a raccoon the size of a small bear. I'm not... I told you this. Um, he did. It's wild, man. It's wild. The snakes. There are squirrels all over the place. Raccoon. They live among you. Mm-hmm. Traffic will be stopped for an alligator crossing the road. ken friedman yeah i apologize ken where are you watching from he says that was a really cool story i was imagining it in my head which part is all true my stories are all true and it's funny jeff the stamps fan says uh he says i don't think they'd let me in the bam springs hotel either listen if anybody's watched george and tammy which you haven't because you're not you should i'm looking at george going george jones going i did so much of that minus the violence i was not a violent person but one time bam springs hotel in the lounge i jumped behind the piano and i had had a broken wrist i had broken my hand practicing with the regina pats the day before i was in a cast the uh, trainer for the pats would probably watching right now greg mayor can attest to this i jumped behind the piano Alcohol might have been involved, and sort of playing the piano, singing "Oh Susanna" to the whole lounge, which <laughs> some awesome. some were into, some weren't. I think I threw the <laughs> regular piano guy off the bench so that I could play "Oh Susanna" for everybody, and uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ken Friedman says, by the way, watching from Mississauga, Ontario. Thank you. I uh I appreciate that. And Jeff goes on to say that is a rough trip in snowy conditions. It really is, between Banff and Calgary. What, what was I doing? What was I doing? So many times I look back and say, What was I doing? Um now, even now, I get really wigged out in the daytime. You know, we spent six months in Alberta last year, and I loved it, which by the way. I got people texting me today saying they can't wait for us to come back, and I can't wait either. Man, we had a hell of a lot of fun, didn't we, Darren? We're just going to do it all again. So much fun. Yeah,
3: I know. And, and those, those trips to Canmore and to Banff, just to go have coffee and hang out. and Yeah. Uh, a, lot, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. I mean, I can't wait to get back to that city and, and back to Alberta in general.
2: That's so beautiful. And by the way, Kevin the Medium, the day you bailed on me. What's your buddy's name, Phil? is that his name? No, what's the guy's name that came down from Kendersley, the electrician? Oh, Lauren. Lauren. Yeah, you guys bailed on me that morning. That was the day that I met Kevin the Medium. So when you guys bailed and said, yeah, we're not going to come up with you, I was an upset. Ended up meeting this guy. He's become a lifelong the, friend. The universe took care of you that day absolutely always does Moose I'll see you back here for overtime what do you say sounds good in the break check our
3: Instagram story you'll like what you see
2: okay sports update there are 10 games on the NHL schedule tonight with three Canadian teams playing on the road the Pittsburgh Penguins will be aiming to win their second in a row when they host the Vancouver Canucks the Detroit Red Wings losers of three straight host the Winnipeg Jets, who have won five in a row. How about that? And the Calgary Flames are at the St. Louis Blues. Unbeaten Canada has a day off today at the Under-18 Women's World Hockey Championship in Sweden, but the 2-0 team will be tested Wednesday when it plays the 2-0 USA. I wonder if my buddy Chris Sanford down here, who's 0 for 2 and bets against me, wants to go uh, double or nothing on a third. Toronto Raptors will play the first of two home games against the Charlotte Hornets tonight, with the second game on Thursday. Raps 17 and 23, they're 11th in the NBA's Eastern Conference. The Hornets, 11 and 30. We're going back to those CFL winter meetings in a moment with Jason Maz, the head coach of Les Elouettes. It's the RP Show. By the way, we're carried all across Quebec on Videotron, Cable, Rogers, and Eastlink, all throughout the Maritimes. On Game Plus, YouTube Live Streaming, and on the radio, WQEE 99.1 FM.
0: Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh, yeah.
2: it is hello everybody what a day what a great day told you I told you this was going to be a great show today and it has been although Moose did a check our Instagram story what because Nathan Rourke wrote us that part uh he is the focus of our poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is Nathan Rourke signing in the NFL a good or bad thing Sorry, is Nathan Rourke signing in the NFL a good or bad thing for the CFL? 57% saying it's a good thing for the Canadian Football League if Nathan Rourke signs in the NFL. Uh, it's an interesting topic. Just try not to get too heated up, okay? Folks are getting very upset about this. Hey. Well, that's okay we got the brand new head coach of the montreal alouette cfl great jason maz from cfl winter meetings and coach i'm going to open that up if you don't mind you've been around this you've seen players do it is it a good or bad thing for the canadian football league when nathan works signs in the nfl what's your answer to that
5: uh, well i mean i think it's i guess it's good and bad i mean it shows that uh the nfl is looking up here for players and when you have one that plays as well as he did, he goes down and hopefully gets a legit shot, which I'm assuming if he is going down to, to stick or try for a training camp spot that he's given a good deal. Um, you know, it's also sad though when someone as good as Nathan is and happens to be Canadian played as well as he did and we don't get to see him for a while. So or if ever again, um, you know, so it, it's good and bad
2: good answer you you, you are well spoken that's part of the reason why you got another head coach opportunity in Montreal as you uh, do get along well with the media and congratulations by the way on the posting with the Alouettes Uh, what's life been like since taking over that franchise Jason
5: Um, oh thank you first of all Um, yeah I mean it's been hectic a bit (laughs) Um, anytime you're hired a bit late in the the process you know, there's a little anxiety that comes with it. So we're just been grinding since I've been uh, hired. I got to enjoy a little bit of time in Arizona with my family over the holidays. But, you know, now it's in full swing. And just looking forward to getting the staff uh, completed. Uh, still talking and trying to talk to all the players uh, to introduce myself. And then uh, hit the ground running with the staff once we get it set. I'll
2: well, tell you what, I got to ask you. Reinbold was on here a couple months ago and who's been a head coach in the CFL. He said the hardest thing. Have any new, he was talking about Bob Dice, but he said the hardest thing is getting your staff named, which a lot of people would be surprised by that. What are the challenges with that?
5: Well, yeah, I, it is. I mean, first of all, you know, our league is a little unique. So, you know, you look for experience, in my opinion, first, because, you know, the, with the nuances of the CFL, it's nice to be able to have uh, guys that are familiar with that, uh, whether they're ex-players or ex-coaches. And there's a lot of very good individuals that have coached up here um, and, and are qualified for that. And again, being hired a little bit late, you know, some of those good coaches have been hired on other staff. So, um, those are the unique challenges. Um, but you know, you just continue to, have, you know, the guys that I'm familiar with, you know, those are, and guys I've worked with, you know, in the coaching profession, you know, um, having some familiarity with people, knowing how they work, how they are when it, you're up, you're down and all that is, is important. Um, So, you know, you rely on some of the past experiences and any experiences your coaches that you have hired have had with other people. So you're just trying to narrow things down. Um, And it is a process, but it's a very important one because you got to have the right people that surround you to make things successful.
2: Interesting you said that. And again, well said. I mean, I'm in South Florida, immersed in football people. So we all know there's guys that are dying for those jobs. But as you said, you want somebody that you can trust. And actually that should, you know, brings about the general manager, Danny Machocha. Everybody knows you guys' relationship going back to 2005. Um, can you talk about that and, and your familiarity with the guy that you're going to be working for every day?
5: Yeah. I mean, like you said, I mean, it goes back to 2002 um, when he and I first met uh, down in Arizona at a, at a rookie camp or uh, free agent camp. So, um, you know, it, it, it's been a 20-year journey together and, uh, you know, friendship building. We haven't worked together since 2010. So, I mean, I've always kept in touch with Danny, feel very fondly about him. The thing I appreciate a bit about Danny is, you know, you can trust him. The, his his ability to work, I mean, is is not is not equaled. I haven't been around too many people that work harder than Danny. Um, he also has great experiences. You know, starting out in the league as as a volunteer, uh, to earning a position coach job, to coordinating, to GM, to all those things, and he's been very successful. Not to mention leaving the CFL and going to uh, Montreal University of and winning a Vanier Cup. So I mean, he's well traveled. Uh, understands the game, um, and I can't wait to be in meetings with him and watch players and watch practices and bounce ideas off of him. Um, And, and again, with that trust factor that he's always going to be looking out for the best interests of the club, but that even if we don't agree, we can always agree to disagree and move on together.
2: You know, it's interesting, Jason, I could talk to you all day about this. I appreciate the time, by the way. And when I said 05, I meant the Grey Cup. You know what I mean. What what a fun game that was! That doesn't get credit for maybe the greatest Grey Cup game ever is a double overtime. I was there. That was a hard stopper. But for you, um, as a coach, what does it mean to come back and coach a team that you played for, which incidentally doesn't happen very often uh, in the Canadian Football League? I'm sure that's been brought up in your interviews. Does that mean a lot to you?
5: Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, I, the CFL, I'm very fond with the whole CFL, but any time that you've um, been a part of an organization, whether it be the nine weeks I was a part of Montreal or not, I still remember it, and uh, it was a great experience. Um, and so anytime you can go back to that franchise and, and obviously coach for them, I think it's special. And any, any head coaching job in this league is special. I mean, it does not come around all the time, and particularly your second stop. So I feel very fortunate to have been offered that position and want to do my best to um, to make this a successful run for the Montreal Wets organization. But it does mean something to have played for them as well.
2: Jason Maas, three-time Grey Cup champion, CFL West Division All-Star, and twice the Eskimos' most outstanding player. Um, you had the prior head coaching experience in Edmonton. Are you the same guy now, same coach, or not?
5: No, I don't, I don't think anyone stays the same. I mean, I'd, I'd hope I, I'm not the same guy. Uh, I think you learn through uh, trials and tribulations and experiences um, and in every every year and uh, what other, what, whatever position you're coaching. So I've been surrounded the last few years by very good coaches and a great organization in Saskatchewan, uh, and I've learned uh, learned a lot. And, you know, when you take a pause, you know, particularly the COVID year, Uh, after, you know, the the tenureship there in Edmonton was gone, um, you know, there's a lot of time to reflect. Um, So I feel like I've grown. um, You know, I'm, again, excited about the opportunity. I love football. So um, hopefully people will see a new side. Um, But ultimately, I am who I am, and uh, I'll stick true to a, a lot of those values.
2: Yeah, well, guess what, Jason? You don't hear this a lot, but I like it. I like the fire, and as many will say, it's a lot easier to rein a guy in than have to poke him to get him going. So uh, I've always liked it. And let me just say this. The most important position is the quarterback, and your guy is a free agent pending. And I'm awfully fond of Trevor Harris. uh, I get the sense that he's leaning towards Montreal, but um, how's your anxiety level approaching free agency and in that position?
5: Well, I mean, A, Trevor and I have a long relationship as well. I've known him since he got in the league and feel very fondly of him and the way he plays the game. And more than anything, the the guy. He's a solid individual, great leader. I don't know if anybody outworks Trevor. So uh, we we would love to have him back in the organization first and foremost. And I understand it's a business first and he needs to make that decision for he and his family, but we want him back. Um, We feel like he's a great fit for our system. And uh, obviously the way he played last year speaks volumes. So uh, every guy that I've talked to, um, about trevor that's been on the alouettes and, and this organization speaks very highly of him so um you know he's going to be welcomed back if he so chooses so now beyond that yeah there is some anxiety if you do not uh, get him but we'll do our best to, to replace and and move on and that's what you have to do in any organization
2: well um i know how he feels so uh Shouldn't be too hard. C- uh, c- you know, good luck getting that going. Uh, there's just from come, some of our viewers, real quickly, from Andy Noah Nowack, Andrew Nowacki, he's watching. No. Jason, tell tell Danny, I got one seven route left in me. It might not be pretty or fast, <laughs> and will likely lead to a major injury. But I saved one last dig route. <laughs> Best of luck, brother. That's from Andrew, and he brought up that did you break your nose playing tennis against him or something? That was another story. It was the other day
5: it was squash we were playing a pretty hard fought game and I still remember it we were playing and he looks back at me and I'm full of blood and uh all the way through my shirt everything and he looked at me like I was crazy and I was like let's just keep playing I want to go let's go and so uh, (laughs) yeah Andrew is a great teammate I love the guy and uh it doesn't surprise me what he said so Always good to see him there. Yeah, for him.
2: I believe he. I believe he said that he was leading at the time. That's why you didn't want to call it a game. Uh, There's a lot of ballers <laughs> that are writing in. Um, a, c- c- a couple of guys want to know how important it is to sign Geno Lewis. Uh,
5: extremely important. Um, I think he's as good as anybody in our league. Uh, again, a guy that's played his career right now, all of it in Montreal, and that's something we're trying to build on. Is Montreal's a special place, a special organization? We want guys to stick around there that are like Gino And uh, I feel like the sky's the limit with him and uh, feel very strongly about the system we're going to run, how it's going to um, help him and uh, f- continue to let his career flourish. And uh, not to mention, if you've started your career there, it'd be nice to, to win a great cup in, in the city. And so that's what we're working towards. And it'd be special for someone like him that started it there.
2: And lastly, Ryan in New York wants to know if Anthony Calvillo, if the plan's for him to be returning as uh, assistant coach on the staff.
5: Yeah, Anthony is. He's going to return. So uh, very excited about that. Um, you know, I've known Anthony, to be honest with you, more, longer than anybody else I've known in CFL. So um, I'm excited to work with him. Um, I feel he's a brilliant guy. He played his career. I mean, I, the, the nine weeks I was around Anthony and watching him play, again, I've never seen anybody – Uh, prepare to play that I played with like him Um, and then watching him from the sidelines was spectacular. So just being able to pick his brain in our meeting rooms, watch him relate to our quarterbacks, you know, be able to day in and day out relate to him. I'm excited about that.
2: He's a very special guy. So are you, Jason. Congrats again. I'll let you get back to work, but thanks for the time today. All the best this season.
5: Thank you, Rob. Appreciate it. Thank you. The head coach. Head coach
2: of the Montreal Alouettes, Jason Maz. Over time's next. The Moose will rejoin. We're live on Game Plus TV, live streaming on YouTube, of course, daily. Your favorite podcast platform and WQEE 99.1 FM.
0: Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to this show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. It's
2: over time. And as we sit here today, right now, Connor Bedard is still a Regina Pat, Right? Right? Let's bring in the Moose for overtime. It's proudly brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the UFC and the National Football League. What are you smiling at, Moose?
3: Just poking at people,
2: eh, with Conor Bedard. I like it. I like it. Well, yes, but I don't think people are ever going to understand me. Thank God you have at least tried to understand me, and you get it. Um, This Nathan Rourke stuff has just got people going wild, and I feel like... It needs or should be talked about. Why not? Um, and I was sitting yeah. there with that interview with Moz going, what a great interview, what a great guy. And man, if it was just a CFL show every day for two hours, that would be fantastic for the Canadian Football League and its fans. But it wouldn't do me a whole lot of good trying to get into the NHL All-Star game next month or Super Bowl or stuff <laughs> like that, right? So it's nice to be able to do all the different things. But That's right. Why, did people think when I reported that Connor Bedard doesn't want to be traded and therefore he won't be traded, did they think that I was trying to pull their leg or that I was not telling the truth or that I wouldn't have a pipeline to the family? Like, why did people think that this, that I might be wrong in this instance?
3: I guess there's still a possibility, you know, and i I, I always say we live in a different world than we did a year ago. We live in a different world than we did a week ago, you know? situations change so you know until the deadline passes there's always going to be a possibility that Connor bedard could get traded there's always going to be that possibility when you're a gm and you start seeing these deals that are being done and you start seeing everything that's coming back the other way that may or may not change your mind it may make you go back to the player and say look we love you but look what we can do now it would really do us a solid if you would let us trade you you know i'm not saying those conversations are happening But I think just the possibilities are why people just won't let it go until the deadline passes.
2: Okay, and then when it does, are they going to come back here tomorrow and say, I'm sorry, Rod, you were right. I should have listened to you. No, of course not. Exactly. I didn't even need your answer. They never say sorry. And it reminds me, to be honest, in the recovery business, very rarely does anybody say thanks. You know, and. I had to get over that, too. You're literally saving lives in this industry. Nobody ever says thanks. They just move on. He's got to get used to it. Um, And I, for the last eight years, I've been running around saying sorry to everybody, and nobody else will say it. Anyways, back on point. uh, CFL Talk, Max Ellis writes in and says, he's watching in Toronto. He says, does Trey Ford break out as a starter this year? Well, he had his opportunity last year, and he got hurt right this is the waterloo uh, quarterback yeah. and edmonton signed their guy now cornelius yeah. so does he break out well again he had his chance so he might get his chance again this year if he's healthy but he can't get hurt again he's got to move the ball um i gotta say this our guy steven is watching he, greetings he writes in and hallucinations from makoti north dakota And he says, Yellowstone, road trip through Noonan, North Dakota, covered by Dateline's Stone Phillips. (laughs) Number one, Stone (laughs) Phillips hasn't been on the air for like 20 years. Come on. Can somebody go to the big board and look up Stone Phillips? Do you remember Stone Phillips? It sounds like one half of the band Wilson Phillips. No, Stone Phillips is like dead, I think. He was cool, though. Stone Phillips. Um... Streaming series, what are you watching? We we were talking about Mayor of Kingstown earlier. What are you watching for streaming series?
3: Yeah, watching Tulsa King. Um, obviously, Yellowstone's yeah. on a pause now, right? Mid-season finale happened or whatever they're at. They're in their, their pause right now. So, um, going to dive into, was it Mayor of Kingstown? Is that what it's called? I think that's next yes. up on the list. That's yes. next on the list for for us. So, looking forward to it.
2: Hey, Zig Fracassi's writing me from NFL Radio, guys, and he says, send me some show swag. So, does anybody want to hand deliver it to Zig in New York, who incidentally has told me he goes in live? Where is it? Uh, he goes in live de- to the studio in New York for the weekends, and then, yeah, whatever, doesn't matter. Last minute of play in the RP Show. we got to get him some show swag. Zig Fricasse, New York City, NFL. He wants to wear our stuff. Think about that for a second. Maybe we've got to send him yeah. a mug, too. And Steven in North Dakota wanted my pick for the uh, whatever bowl game NDSU, SDSU was playing in on Sunday, which incidentally was on ESPN. I would have picked the herd. NDSU. SDSU is the alma mater of Chris Strebler. South Dakota destroyed the bison it was like 47 21 i think i'm terrible at betting terrible if whatever i pick pick the opposite how are you moose at betting but i but i will say we got
3: smoked by georgia uh tcu didn't come close to covering the spread but the bulldogs beat
2: the over under by themselves so it was a wash for me last night (laughs) great show everybody way to go clark thank you cfl We'll see you all tomorrow, noon Eastern, right here